the worse you feel, the probably the worse you're going to look, the worse you're going to look, the worse you're going to feel. And then, uh, you know, op, you know, conversely, when you start looking at things better, it's like the sun came out on a cloudy day. Just um, feeling better, just you know, it just makes all of your your interactions, even work, um, whatever you're doing, it makes it makes everything a lot just much more enjoyable to to do. Hey there, my friend. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project podcast. And I am feeling great today. And one of the reasons I'm feeling so great today is I actually just got off the podcast recording with the guy that you're about to hear from in just a moment. And that is Fit Father Jason Diefenbach. He is 43 years young, and he's used this Fit Father program over the past year to drop over 40 pounds. He no longer has any back pain. He's setting a phenomenal example for his kids and his family. And is his direct words, this program has basically made it so that he feels like in his life, the sun has come back out. You know, there used to be just a low-level amount of pessimism and gloom, and now he just feels like so much more positive and healthy and happy. And I think Jason's story is very telling. It's, it's a story of a man who's got all the busyness in the world, a lot of challenges physically, challenges logistically even very skeptical to even try something like this, but got on the track, started working the early motions, saw some early success. And in the process of getting that success physically, his mental aspect changed too. And now he's on just a trajectory that's so phenomenal, so positive. And you know, he's still the same guy, but he's just so much more fully expressed. And I think that's what this Fit Father lifestyle can give guys. And Jason, if you're listening to this, congratulations for all your success and for coming on. And I know this was a thing for you to hop on this podcast and share, and you did such a beautiful job. And for all the brothers listening, get ready for another inspiring episode. This is 100% possible. No matter your age, no matter your challenges and your setbacks, FFP can help you make it happen. Let's get into today's podcast with Fit Father Jason. All right, Jason, welcome officially to the Fit Father Project podcast, my friend. I'm happy to have you here. Happy to be here today, Dr. A. It's fun to spend time like this on a Friday. And I like to tell people the days we record these. Not that it's super relevant for your story, but like it's the end of the week. And I always look forward to hearing like these really awesome stories of, of guys in the brotherhood. So on that note, uh, please introduce yourself to everyone listening, your name, age, where you're from, and anything you'd like to share about your family and work. All right. Uh, my name is Jason Diefenbaugh. I live in Omaha, Nebraska, 43-year-old. Father of three kids, two boys and a girl, um, Ethan Parker and Olivia, uh, 11, 8, and 5. Uh, wife, Suzanne. We have two dogs. We are involved in a local rescue, so we, sometimes we have more. We just adopted one out yesterday, but um, two Huskies, Maya and uh, Izzy, who's walking up behind me right now. Um, I work for uh, one of the Class 1 railroads here in town. And it's probably it's most of the pertinent information, typical uh, father of three, busy stuff, sports school, um, always stuff going on. Uh, and that's, I think that's probably all the pertinent facts. Yeah, good pertinent facts. Sounds like you have a busy household, a lot of energy, a lot yep. of moving parts. But it also sounds like because you like to foster dogs, that's what you kind of like. Maybe maybe that's what your wife likes. One of that's, you guys likes yeah, it. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of my wife's deal, and we got suckered in. The, well, the kids love it too. Um, both of ours are rescues, and she she uh, volunteered at the Humane Society here in town for well, probably since she was in college. 
And then we just decided the best, since we couldn't adopt any more than, than the two we have, it, it was the best thing we could do was just continue to foster and try to get these guys into a, a better home. And I promise we're not going to talk about dogs the entire time, but I'm also a big dog lover. And I have a, you know, a Samoyed, they're like Huskies, mm-hmm. but they're like thicker. Yeah. We have a plump girl, man. She's like way off the charts. Like, hey, leave it to the fit father to have a fat dog, but <laughs> she's, she's happy. Well, yeah, we have to live vicariously through uh, ours. Uh, our old one is 13. So she's an old spoiled girl and she gets whatever she wants. So nice. All right. Well, before we actually hit record on this, you said a really telling statement. It's like basically to the effect of never would I believe that one year ago I would be on a health and fitness podcast. So please speak into that. Like, why, why, why are you here? Why did you find the Fit Father Project? Why did this all start if this wasn't even literally on your radar? Yeah, it was, um, like I said, if somebody had told me a year ago that I would be here doing this, uh, that I'd have anything valuable to contribute, I, I would have just, I don't know if I would have laughed myself to death, but it would have been pretty funny because, I mean, it, it was so far off the radar. Um, but I think where everything started, and I guess you'll maybe bear with me because some of this isn't really... FFP related, but I think it, 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 it does tie in. Um, probably around three years ago, we started having some conversations with my wife. And I say conversations, but she was really kind of just calling me out on my BS on some of the things, like especially mentally and physically, where I'd kind of be kind of been slipping down like towards the sewers a little bit. Um, I was complaining a lot about things and, and, uh, and and just nagging, probably not a lot of fun to be around. And it w- it was easier to just lie to myself and kind of give myself excuses on 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 things I was focusing on my life that were negative. Even though our life at the time is wasn't really that bad. Things from um, you know not feeling well, being tired all the time, um, not having any money. Um, just just a lot of just a lot of things going on and and she kind of said hey you know i i hear what you're saying but everything that you're you're just making a lot of excuses for yourself instead of instead of making some changes so i don't really know what caused me to flip the switch but um it sounds crazy but i, I hadn't been to a like a gp i've been to a doctor in almost 20 years so i started the first thing i did i went to a doctor um, I went in and had a sleep study done. Turned out I had apnea and I wasn't getting sleep. So that was affecting my energy. I was a heavy snorer. I was affecting her sleep. It was affecting her energy. I had bad allergies. I went and saw an ENT. Um, so I started getting on allergy medication and I was much less miserable throughout the day. Uh, she talked about I wasn't taking any pride in my appearance. Anytime we'd go out, I wasn't wearing any, you know, I, I would complain about not having money to buy clothing, which was not true at all. It was just easier to easier to complain. So we started just slowly but surely kind of started to make adjustments in my life, started listening to more self-care, um, more self-improvement type books, and um, kind, of, kind of started going from there, just, you know, baby steps incrementally. And uh, I didn't really do much physically, but I did, I went out and found an elliptical on uh, Nextdoor app that I brought home for free. And I, I, I just, I kind of started tooling around it for a little bit. I didn't have any structure, didn't have any plans. Sometimes I would do it a couple of times a week. Sometimes I would do it a couple of times a month. But I wasn't making any progress. Um, so fast forward probably until last January. Um, I had chronic back pains for probably 20 years from doing a lot of manual labor. And I was walking downstairs in, um, to our basement and I sneeze and I like, 
threw out my back. It just, my lower back exploded in pain and I fell down the stairs and I, I, I kind of crawled back up and my wife was up here working in the office and she was asking what was going on. And I was pretty sure that I had herniated my, uh, her, her had a herniated disc in my back. So at that time I went to my chiropractor, started doing chiropractic PT every day. Nothing was getting better. I had to take a leave of absence for work for a couple of weeks. And then in the meantime, got referred to a, a spine doctor and he went in and same thing said that I probably had a herniated disc and that I was going to, but I was going to need some additional imaging. So MRI went back to him and we went through the slides and he showed me cross sections of my, of my back. And it was really easy to see that here's, here's your bone, here's your muscle, here's your fat. And he said, you have a lot of fat infiltration. You, you, you have a weak core. He had me do some range of motion stuff. And he was, he was, uh, he was in his fifties too. And it was a straight shooter, but he said, your range of motion sucks. Uh, and you're out of shape. So he told me, I can give you a cortisone shot to relieve some inflammation and temporary pain. But he said, if I didn't start getting into shape and start taking care of myself better, that within probably five years, I was going to end up on the table and he was going to have to either replace the disc or start fusing vertebrae. And this was going to have long-term effects on possibly continuing my job or you know, ending up in a wheelchair even if, if things got, kept getting worse. So that was kind of when I had this uh, like come to Jesus moment with you know where I was at physically, and I came home and started looking around on the internet for different exercise plans or nutrition plans. And um, I'm I'm a cynic at heart. That's how I was raised. Uh, my wife says I'm a pessimist. I say I'm a realist. But it's hard, you know, we start looking at this stuff online and there's like a million exercise plans and there's a million nutrition plans and they're, they're all, you know, marketed really well. And it's hard to sort through kind of what's BS and, and what's legit. But um, I came across the uh, FF30X, I think was the first, first one that I saw. I bookmarked it and then I came back to it a few times and I really liked that I was the target demographic. I liked that it was geared towards, you know, busy dads. Everybody's busy, but um, that it had a, a nutrition plan and a, an exercise plan. So I ended up taking the leap. It was a minimal, you know, financial obligation. And so I purchased phase one and, uh, it's, I guess it's been pretty much n- no looking back ever since then. Um, you know, with some ups and downs, but that, that's what brought me here. And that's what, that's what kind of got me going on this journey. It's a great story and, and well told too. I mean, it's such a cool journey. and. I think in this moment, I feel thankful for many things, like thankful that you have a wife that is the definition of like good, tough love and accountability. <laughs> I feel thankful that your back wasn't worse than it was at this age. And it was more of like an alarm and something to, to get you to focus on. And I feel thankful too, that for whatever reason, we were able to cut through the noise and get you to join. And now you're here. So what was your first 30 days like? And like, I'd like to be curious now from being from that, we'll call the realist perspective having seen like the sales material and then you join the first 30 days, like what matched, what was it like? What was your impression and your experience as you're going through the setups and the the beginning part? So at the time I was still working on call and my, my schedule was very difficult, but I really liked that it had, um, it even included a meal plan for guys that work on call or guys that work third shift. Um, so that was super beneficial I just, I felt like reading through it that um, it gave me enough tools to get started and go down the right journey, but it was also going to be super flexible enough for me to try to 
um, incorporate into my, you know, work-life balance and, and, and try to get into it. And it, it, it looked like it, it eased us in kind of at a, a slow pace. Cause I didn't realize at the time just how out of shape I was. Um, but I was still, and, uh, and even going through the setup stuff, I think at the time, even though I was still trying to work on my, where I was at mentally, uh, I probably didn't buy in a hundred percent to when I was ready. I was like, well, what's this, you know, first thing we got to do is this mission statement. And, and some of these, you know, what are these five goals and five costs? And I was like, well, I don't see how this is going to help me lose any weight or get into better shape. So I think, yeah, I kind of I probably half-assed it at the time. Um, and it, it, it was weird because I'm like, ironically, I'm trying to improve my mental uh, state. And I'm like completely dismissing this part that's telling me to improve my mental state <laughs> um, to go about this. Um, but, but I did it and then I got into the first 30 days and I think like most people, um, I looked at the apex 10 and I was like, well, this isn't that hard of a workout. And then I did it and was immediately just humbled at how difficult it really was and how out of shape I was. Um, and I, but I, I stuck with it. I did pretty good on the workouts and I followed the, the nutrition pretty well, uh, started dropping weight, you know, pretty quickly, like most people do, the mass flush from all the water intake and what our glycogen reserves or whatever we're burning off first, um, kind of the stereotypical stuff. So I, my first 30 days was pretty successful. And then I, I'd bought in enough at the end that I wanted to continue the program. So I went ahead and, and I think I got phase two at the time because I couldn't afford the lifetime membership, right? I didn't have it, the money saved up for it. Uh, and then I looked at it and I was like, I can't do this double trouble. There's, there's no way. And it's again, I have like more mental hacks just immediately coming in telling me I can't do this. And maybe I couldn't have, or maybe I could have, I don't know. But I decided to repeat um, the last couple of weeks of phase one for another 30 days and then go on to the phase two nutrition plan. So I started fasting then for, for, for the next 30 days. And then after that, then I went on to phase two and then kind of followed phase two, phase three, um, and now I'm just kind of in phase three plus or whatever I'm doing now. And what's what's your total poundage lost up to this point? Um, so I've been pretty plateaued for about the last month. But I had, um, 177 this morning. So it's I'm you started around 220. Yeah, yeah. So, so a little over 40 pounds. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much slower I'm going to be able to get, but you look good. I mean, without seeing like the whole body, like it looks like a good weight in your face and your arms. Like you look like healthy yeah it's uh so i work outdoors here and um it's been cold until about <laughs> you feeling you know, that until, a, you feeling that as a leaner man now <laughs> well i i don't i can tolerate the cold but um it's funny because um you say that and yesterday at work a guy told me that i, I look like a completely new person because we're this week has been the first t-shirt weather um week and i'm out walking around and uh one of the guys just looked and he said man he goes you look like a completely new person because nice. we, you know, finally started shedding all the layers that we have been wearing for winter. And um, uh, somebody else asked me if I had a tapeworm. Uh, somebody else said they, whatever I'm doing, they, they, everybody around around work should be doing too. So nice. Um, That's great. It's, com- yeah, it's, it's great compliments to get. It's nice. It's, to have a- it's weird. Yeah, it's weird hearing from other guys too at work. But um, yeah. All right. So a question, how, how has your mental state changed now after, after you kind of went through phase two and phase three, has any of the mental chatter scripts changed? Is it kind of still the same? Like, I'd like to hear a little more about like the mental transformation you've experienced throughout the phases. Yeah. So that, this, that is still a day, uh, a daily 
growth thing. I'm, you know, continue to try to read, try to read one fiction book and then one, um, like self care to help with this as we're going. But it's funny because I came back and, and we talked about, uh, in the emails, I said, go back and revisit your mission statement. And I went back and I looked at it the other day and looked at all of the, um, the, the, the initial questions that they ask. And at first, the thing that it got me was like, I am like so much more bought in mentally. I'm probably going to have to sit down and redo this mission statement because it means so much more to me now. And not that what I did was was wrong or bad the first time, but I think I have a probably a different view on it. Um, but then I started looking at all my goals, and I ha- it's been almost a year since I've done this. And I was like, holy cow, I hit every one of these goals. And and then I started looking at the five costs that we give up. And at the time, they were probably important to me. But I was like, you know what? I don't miss any of those things that I gave up to be where I'm at today. I can't believe I was even concerned about some of this stuff. So... Um, and then as far as like, you know, the workouts goes, there's, there's so many times where uh, I just, I, I would have probably told myself at the beginning, like, I can't do this or I don't want to do this. And now it's like, man, I'm just going to do this. Um, you know, I got done with phase three, peak 11, which by the way is, is uh, the bane of my existence is miserable. <laughs> For sure. It's the worst uh, one in the whole bunch. Yeah. I know it's... everybody says that a lot. <laughs> I, I got done with that um, phase and I said, I'm never going to do a peak 11 ever again. And I don't know why, for some reason, like probably two months ago, I was just like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to do a peak 11 and I'm going to up it 20 pounds from the last time I did it. And I did it. I got done. I was like, I'm just, you know, it's, it's just crazy. Like how much your, your, the mental game is, you know, either promoting or shackling you and what you're doing probably in everything in life. But it's, uh, there's just so many, so many things now that when I'm doing them, I'm just like, you know, I can do this or. I I probably initially thought I could never do a 24-hour fast. And now it's just like, you know what? It's just another Monday for me. I just, I wake up and I miss my shake, but uh, I'm just going to hammer through. And now I do a 24-hour fast and usually run six miles on the same day. It's just like, I mean, it's not, um, it's just crazy like how, how much better um, the, this has, has changed my, my outlook on everything. And uh, it's, it's like, uh, it's just enhances everything. And, and it, you know, it, people tell you you look great, you know, that's fine. Um, they're nice compliments, but I feel so much better. Um, I think at, at some point, a big, probably a big change in my mind was when I actually stopped caring about what the scale said. Because if we all, hit, you know, we hit those plateaus and you're sitting there just like this last month, I've been working probably harder than I have this entire, for the last 10 or 11 months. And the scale's been staying at the same number for, for day after day after day after day. But I don't care, and I think it's it's easy to get um, focused on it because it's the only like tangible, concrete number we have. Excuse me, as we're doing this, unless you know, like for the guys that get DEXA scans or whatever. But I'm like, man, I'm 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 just killing myself on these workouts, and I'm nailing the, the nutrition. The scale's not moving. But once I realize that, like, I don't care really what the scale says. It's just a benchmark. I'll look at it. If it goes up, it goes down. Whatever. Um, the only thing that matters is I feel better. I look better. I close fit better. Um, you know, whatever the scale says is whatever the scale says. It's so like it's it's really helped. It just it just I don't know. It's like the sun came out. You know, uh, every everything has just been so much you know more enhanced um, since going through this. And I I probably I could have you know I talk about reading these books and and things and and I'm sure they probably would have helped. But actually having to go through this physically and and put this much effort into it has really has really helped. Um, you know, 
su- supplement this and just kind of set this in into place. And it's been a, a tough learning experience, but uh, definitely worthwhile. I can't tell you just how happy I am for you to hear all this. It's like, it's amazing. You really put it it's, in the work. It's, it's, it's weird. Um, like, I didn't uh, think it would have an effect on anybody else, but um, like, I see my oldest carrying around water bottles with him during the day. He's sitting, you know, he's reading a book and he's, he's slamming water. My, Ethan, how many of those have you had today? Well, it's my third one, Dad. Okay, well, you're like 60 pounds, so you probably better slow down. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my, my middle son, Parker, he's eight and he hates. He's not really a mud type person, but um, we have a, a mud run next month that I signed up for. And, and I'm like, hey, do you want to do this with me? And he goes, yeah, dad, I want to do that with you. So, and it's like, even my wife has said, you know, see, I told you so that you're, you're setting these positive examples are going to start leading into your, your, your kids. And it has, and that's just made everything even, even, even more better. So I was going to ask you too, like, what's your, what's your wife said about this process and what she, what she noticed and what's her, yeah, what's her feedback? Well, um, she keeps asking when the hair growth phase um, is going to hit. Because, <laughs> FF30X um, phase five, and you see months yeah, hair. Yeah, because yeah, uh, <laughs> my hairline's going to pull a hamstring from uh, backpedaling. Um, but no, I mean, I mean, she's super happy. You know, she she sees uh, just you know, I, I had to laugh. I I don't know if I should say this or not, but uh, probably one of the better NSVs I've had is um, uh, like a month ago. I came up. It was a Saturday morning and. I had done whatever MRT I was doing for the day. I came upstairs and I was getting ready to take a shower. And she was kind of, she was getting on me about something. And I just took my shirt off. And I could see the eyes go up and down. And she was like, I just want to be mad at you, but you're getting pretty ripped. And then that was like the end of, you know. So, I mean, she, she's happy. And, and she's, uh, I think, more proud that, uh, you know, aside from the weight loss or how I look or whatever, that I have been able to, like, really stick, stick to something and stay discipline and dedicated and and that it is um having positive effects on the on the kids and um i mean yeah i don't i don't think she could ask for for anything more really yeah um, she's seeing you live congruent with this this vision of a man that she sees you as like the best version of yourself and like there's a lot of respect that comes from seeing you walk that walk whether, yeah whether I mean, she would say that or not i just think it's how it is yeah i mean we've been together for almost 20 years and um i think when we first started you know i was fairly young and uh i had a young positive outlook on life and i was still you know too young to really i was just enjoying myself um and then we got into some hard times and then we got through those hard times and i was i think too too blinded to to realize that we our kids are the things that are important our kids are healthy our family is healthy um we have a beautiful home we have two good jobs and things could always be much, much worse than they are. And I don't know what was wrong with me to be complaining about anything, really. They're just um, focusing on inconveniences or negatives for the day instead of just being thankful for what we have. And uh, so I, I think it's it's really benefited, you know, she she's kind of, she's glad that I'm looking at things from a different point of view now. Yeah, and I've heard this analogy, and it, it seems so true in my experience, and I think you've kind of echoed this too, that we can think of our thoughts and our emotions as like the flowers and the plants that grow out of the soil of the body. Like there's this relationship between, you know, the mind and the body and they go together. Like when the body is unhealthy, like the mind tends to have a more negative disposition. Not everyone. There are people with unhealthy bodies and very positive minds, but I think if we look at the correlation, it's pretty dang strong. 
and also so is the mental strength with the physical strength. And you seem like you've turned that that correlation in a in a very helpful, beneficial way for you and your family. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it goes um, both ways. The you know the the worse you feel, the probably the worse you're going to look. The worse you're going to look, the worse you're going to feel. Yep. Um, and then uh, you know, op, you know, conversely, when you start looking at things better, your every everything's just kind of like I said earlier. It, it's just it's like the sun came out on a cloudy day. Just um, feeling better. Just you know, it just makes all of your your interactions. Um, even work, um, whatever you're doing, it makes, it makes everything a lot, just much more enjoyable to, and that's, to do. That's your whole life. That's your presence, yeah. the quality of your being as you're going throughout your existence. Like, like if we can't, if we can optimize something, it'd be that. So that's yep. really cool to hear. I want to talk about nutrition. What's been working for you. You mentioned the shakes. It sounds like those are pretty important things in of your cornerstone. Talk about that. And then how you kind of roll through the day. What's the, what's the general plan and flow? And maybe what you uh, learn, maybe what you learn too, if there's any like aha moments to this program. The biggest thing that I learned is that I really like some healthy foods that I thought I was going to hate, uh, like spinach salads. I love spinach salads. Um, I have them just about every day. So um, as far as my nutrition goes, uh, pretty much get up, still following the intermittent fasting. Um, you know, ninety nine percent of the time, occasionally get up and go to breakfast. Like I have a real breakfast, but um, shake in the morning. Uh, after workout, um, lunch, it's usually chicken salad, um, or I'll do, um, the manwich or what, whatever, but I pretty much, um, breakfast, lunch is on plan all the time. Um, uh, afternoon snacks going to usually be a quest bar, or, um, a lot of mixed nuts and then dinners, perfect plate. Um, it's again, it's another thing I, I, didn't think that I liked Brussels sprouts. Well, I have Brussels sprouts and sweet potatoes and, and green beans and cauliflower and broccoli almost every day. And a lot of them. And um, they're good. So um, it's the, the only thing that's been tough for me nutrition-wise is I'm allergic to fish. So um, that does eliminate a lot of the stuff that I can eat. So we do a lot of chicken, some pork loin, um, chicken sausage. Um, you, you know, I, the things that we used to eat a lot, I've cut way out. Um, that was. You know, I used to live on gas station food, uh, pizza, donuts, cheeseburgers. I mean, I lived on that stuff for like years at work. And um, I, that stuff just, it grosses me out now. Just most of the time, the thought of these things that we used to indulge in, the way that our palates shift, um, it's, it's kind of crazy. So, but that's, that's pretty much what I do nu- nutrition-wise, um, day in and day out. Like I said, occasionally my free meal will, might be a um, Sunday morning breakfast if we go out as a family. Um, we have a really good breakfast place around here. Nice. Um, or we'll have, you know, whatever, pizza or something. That's, that's fantastic. And I imagine just like from thinking about what your dinners probably were before, obviously the gas station was a huge change, that, that type of food. You're probably just eating a lot more vegetables now than before. Is that fair to say? You probably had proteins in the past, but now it's just like proteins are the big side of veggies. Yeah. Um, I just ate a lot of junk. Um, I think I told myself I, there was times where I was eating well, but I wasn't. And I, as again, I'm, another excuse that I made was, well, I don't have time to, I don't have time to eat eat well. And it's funny because like the ongoing joke at work is when we come in for dinner, everybody always says, well, what kind of gourmet food do you have tonight? Because I'll take out my, my container and it's, 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 it looks really good, you know, eat the rainbow. But I found out and I tell them all the time, like, you know, it, it, I take one hour a week and I cook my chicken. Every, the oven goes on at 420 and everything goes in the oven. And about within an hour, I have prepped my dinners for the week. 
Like it doesn't, I can sit down and I can have a, you know, that's my me time now. And I can sit down and watch um, the Mandalorian or something. Yeah. While it's just cooking and then take it out and then it's like done. And it's, again, I was just making an excuse for myself that wasn't true that I, of course, I have time to, to meal prep and eat right. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's, I, I know it gets brought up in the Brotherhood a lot about um, the, the batch cooking and, but that's, that's been a really good success for me. Yeah. Especially because you're having dinners often out of the house on those later shifts and bringing that, I mean, it's essential, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Because I work afternoons now, um, I almost always have dinner at work, mm-hmm. um, but it's super easy. And then, and my wife usually, you know, she'll steal a meal to take to, to work with her for lunch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times. So, um, it, it's, it's been, it's been pretty good. Um, I think that probably the only change recently I've had to make was, um, with the morning shakes, I did start mixing, um, half K, uh, Casey and halfway into my shake. Cause I don't know whether it's metabolism speeding up, but I'm you getting hungry. A little more full. Yeah. Yeah. That'll hopefully yeah. help with that. All right. I have a couple more specific questions that came to mind. One is about the nature of now kind of being a positive influence with people who are not in the FFP community, like at work, there's, they're kind of like giving you a little bit of crap, but they're also like kind of looking at you being like something positive is happening here. And maybe there's a part of me that wants a little bit of this. What's it been like being in that position now? And like, how do you treat that? How does it make you feel? And are you seeing any changes happen in your kind of local sphere of influence? Uh, I mean, I, I've had, you know, plenty of people ask and, and I'm more than happy to sit down and tell them. Um, I can tell them, you know, first thing I'll tell them is, it, well, it, well, it may sound corny, but I joined this program called Fit Father Program. And I said it, and it, you know, it absolutely will work if you want to do it. Um, so generally I'll outline kind of the program for them and then, but I, I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to like walk in and flex on anybody or cause that's annoying. Um, but I'll tell them about it. And then it's it, it, at some point, you know, that person has to decide, like I said, for me, it was a, you know, a fall or whatever, an injury, but if somebody wants to get better, then that's a decision that they have to make for themselves because you know, and, until they truly want to make a change, it's it's not going to happen. But I, um, you know, tell every my family is asked. I, I I tell them all um, everything that we're doing, and and uh, you know, I always recommend the program for sure. Nice. How's your back? How's your back as you've gotten through the exercises? How has your your experience with your back changed and progressed? So obviously, we hear it all the time uh, uh, in the brotherhood group. We all, you know, the number one priority is to avoid injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been scared initially when I started out doing almost any of these workouts, especially as I progressed into heavier weights. Um, but I've been completely pain-free in my back for probably the last 11 months. Um, it's funny because I work with a couple of guys that have had back surgery and they recommended that I not get a cortisone shot when I first had this herniated disc because they said it'll work. Um, and then it's going to wear off and you're going to be miserable. And I, I expressed my concerns with my spine doctor, and he looked at me and he said, "Those guys are wussies." But he didn't say wussy. Um, uh, he's like, "You know, he, you need to get this done, and then take care of yourself." And everybody was right. Um, so I, ever since I've started, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to do anything crazy. Um, with I try to focus on form when I'm working out. I don't want to have another injury, but I am like pain free. And a lot of the stuff I do at work is, you know, we do a lot of twisting and bending under pressure. It's not great for your back, but um, I 
I, I feel pretty good about my back right now. Nice. Yeah. And I, I mean, the amount of core strength that you have accrued throughout these different phases is pretty fantastic. You've done a few renegade rows, I think, over these last couple of months. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 crazy. I mean, like I don't I don't quite have a six pack, but I have a pretty good four pack going, um, especially dry. And I've never had visible abs in my life. I'm gonna be 44 in August and look better than I ever have. That's what I'm it's talking crazy. about, baby. That's great. Yeah. And um, a couple of last things. Uh, one is like, I know you're a fan of Superfuel. Anything good to say about that? I want more people to try it, and I know you you enjoy it. So I'm I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, I would just I would yeah, I mean, I would just recommend anybody just to give it a try. I don't have any. um, It's it's a great product. Um, uh, I I don't think there's it's it's got a lot of extra stuff that you're not going to get from some of the other protein powders that you know uh, everything's on the label. Um, If if anybody's curious, just just try it out. It's a good product. Nice. And do you have any do you have any bit of like closing advice you have for guys who maybe are dispositionally skeptical like you are, uh, as they're starting out, like maybe like imagine your mind frame back where you were, any advice you share in closing on, you know, how to get started and walk this journey. It's, it's, it's hard, you know, um, if when you're skeptical, you're skeptical, like you're not, it's, I'll believe it when I see it type type attitude. That's what I had. And all I would say is, you know, it, it absolutely works. Like, uh, we're, we're a big NBA household here. Joel Embiid says, trust the process. You know, I mean, there's, there's so many guys, um, that are doing this and having tons of success. And, you know, if I can do it, anybody can do it. It's, it's like, I don't, there, I would, I would not, if anybody would be on the fence about it, I would, I would say, don't hesitate at all. Just, you're just, um, like I told um, Ben earlier, I said my biggest regret is I didn't start sooner. You know, I wish I would have started in my twenties or thirties, instead of waiting until I'm nice. almost an old man. <laughs> man, I mean, if you're on the trajectory, you'd be better at fifty though. Like you keep on taking care of yourself. Like the games yep. keep on stacking. I'm really happy for you and for your family. And I appreciate you coming on today and spending this time. This is an awesome podcast. Like, yeah, wow. I appreciate having me on. I hope I didn't ramble too much. And you, you killed it. This was so good. Somebody I enjoyed uh, it. I said, as long as I, I told, I told Ben, as like, if I just motivate one person to do something, I, I'm, you know, I'm happy and it's, it's worth my time. So, I mean, you motivated me. I'm serious. <laughs> like, I feel so fired up. Like, I'm going to go do a little bit better today. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks, Jason. You're, you're the man. I, I wish you so much success in the future and I appreciate you coming on the FFP podcast. I got to say, um, like, it, it, it would, none of it would be possible without the program. So, I mean, obviously, I, I need to. Um, thank you guys for, you know, thank you for putting it out there and for putting us together and, and taking making an effort for us old guys that, you know, need a different kind of kick in the pants to get going on this. But, um, I mean, it's great. It's great. The program's great. Everything is, is like, you know, I, we always get new content. It's, um, anybody that's, if you're listening and you're not a fit father for life member, sign up for it. It's completely worth it. It's, it's, it, there's, it's, it's great. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate you coming on today. Have a good rest yeah. of your week. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash fitfatherproject to get access to our entire video library. 
And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode. 